Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, folks. It's V, the Grill Economist, coming to you live on this edition of The Outer Limits with our main scientist at large, the one and only Jet Blake is here. He's going to be breaking down some mind-blowing things. I mean, he was showing off to me and CJ some amazing stuff here that is about to, I mean, my God, I mean, this is just too juicy. We had to just take this live. So, Jet, welcome, welcome back. What have you have in this slide in front of us? What is this that we're looking at, and why is this so significant? Okay, there's there's a lot going on here. What you're seeing is a a, a feral cell. This is a small version. We have large ones in the lab. Uh, this is hand built. I build these in the lab, and what this does is gives a real time visualization of the electromagnetic field. Um, the electromagnetic field is fractal. In this case, I'm creating a very small electromagnetic field that's about three and a half inches in diameter. This is the same electromagnetic field that our entire universe exists in. This is just a very many, many, many version of the universe. Which, what you see here in this feral cell is you're, you're seeing the electromagnetic magnetic flux. This would be the toroidal donut that I've referred to in previous shows, uh, sharing the camera screen with you and CJ. And then the very center is the dielectric or the hyperboloid hourglass. So we're looking top down as if we're in a helicopter, looking straight down the middle of the electromagnetic field and the dielectric. And technically, this is a version right here, dead center. If we shrink down to... Uh, let's say 10 to the minus 39th, there's a black hole right here in the center. See, ancient texts, wow. Uh, ancient texts, if, if you can see, it's hard for me to do because I'm uh, on the screen and then I'm, I'm looking over no, here. We, we can see this crystal. Okay. Crystal clear. Uh, if, you, if you see a shape here, th there's a shape right here. Yeah. Then there's a, sh a shape here. Yep. It's it's, it's like and, the Celtic Trinity type symbol. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, good. I'm glad you can see that. Uh, this this exists in rotation. 
but at this camera angle, we're just looking at it. So it does, it kind of looks like a rocket, you know, and here's the, the fins, the two fins, uh, like you said, are the uh, Celtic cloak. In, in ancient civilizations, you would see drawings and statues that, that have these configurations. Well, what they were describing was the, the electromagnetic field and the magnetic flux. There were ancient technologies. They understood the ley lines of earth and there's also electromagnetic ley lines in our solar system and, and how they interact now i think that, sure. that ancient knowledge was primarily held by the priesthood class so for thousands of, of years the priesthood class uh, understood physics of how our universe worked and they were also high ranking they were part of the ruling class and, and a lot of times royalty let's say in your different empires and dynasties, they would kind of yield to the priesthood class. They, they had the power and knowledge. And I think this knowledge has been passed down, but through secret fraternities and sororities. It, it was not ever uh, relayed to the public how life works or consciousness works, which later in the show I'll, I'll, I'll relate how, how is this important to today how does this affect you and i well this this is how life works in this magnetic field this is how our consciousness works this is also how our dna is tuned and i'll explain that a little bit later let me see if i can do this angle now can you see this so here you have the lotus flower see the three petals the lotus flower petals yeah i see it See it at this this angle. Here's a petal. There's one. There's one. Here's one. This is the flower of life right here. You can see the pe petals. So this is just looking at it at a certain angle, the electromagnetic field. Again, the flower of life, the lotus petals, were also all throughout ancient history they were on statues they were on buildings in in literature this is what they were trying to describe now what i'll do is show a different angle instead of a, a top down which is what this is let me show you what a side view looks like that will amplify the donut wow it's like it's sucking in from one place that that convexure that concave structure on both ends right so this remarkable this is the magnetic field now we're looking at it uh if it were a donut we cut the donut in half so th this donut shape here is circling around here's the dielectric the hourglass see the side view of, of the hourglass <clears throat> And then here's the toroidal donut. Now, what what's, you can't see with this particular angle in the lens, because this is makeshift. It's I'm out of my lab. But what you, what you have is red shift and blue shift. So there's actually a, a red hue here as you get to the inner, interior wall. And there's a blue shift here. The blue shift, this is the south pole. And this is the north pole. Mm-hmm. So this is the direction 
that the electromagnetic field is rotating in. Red is north, this is south. In the hyperboloid, this is south and this is the north end. So this is, a, this is the hourglass. This is the south end, this is the north end, and this, this is the north of the magnetic field. This is the south end. Let's see if I can move this over a little bit. Right here. Now, this, what does this look like? This is the owl face. Doesn't it look like an owl with his Ooh, eyes? Oh, yes, yes. Well, that's what you have at Bohemian Grove and other secret societies. This is what they're describing. This is the electromagnetic field that they understand, but they, they're keeping this information ignorant on how we our holographic universe works. If, are you getting the visual? Oh, absolutely, man. Dude, this is all making sense to me. We've yeah. all seen the picture of the barn owl, right? Right. Not only in Bohemian Grove, but in certain various movies, we've seen the barn owl. People that talk about alien abduction oftentimes see a white-faced barn owl sitting out their window. Right. There is a connection to this, and this is tremendous. Correct. So that's that's what you're seeing here is the face of the owl. There's his there's his eyes. And then I showed you on, on this plane. You have the all-seeing eye. See it here? This is like the CBS logo. Can, can you see the, the eyeball? Here's, here's the eye, and then here's the, see the shape? of. If you look at one of these lines here, see the eyeball? This is the all-seeing eye that's on corporate logos. So yeah. That's what they're referring to. Now, this is going to be interesting. <clears throat> when this comes into focus, this is a this is manipulate. This is what we do in the lab. We manipulate the electromagnetic field. This is a three dimensional pyramid that that is going into counter space. Okay. Cool. Okay. Is it the top-down view of the three-dimensional pyramid? Yeah, this is top-down. Top-down, okay. Top-down. This is a three-dimensional pyramid. And in the center here, at 10 to the minus 39, you would reach a black hole. Yeah. Event horizon. Uh, this this is a fractal. So this is scale. This, this is... You can blow this up to the size of our universe, or in this case, this is a three and a half inch magnetic field spectrum, just a miniature form. But a black hole would be where my pen is pointing. If you shrink down 10 to the minus 39, you'll reach an event horizon. So what's interesting is we're able to, I'm able to, we've developed a method where we can send signals into here, we send signals into here, and then we can get a response back mm. through, um, w w without giving out too much. We're the we're the good guys. We're not involved in demonic forces, and we're not. In the well, yeah, obviously, we're not, definitely. We're not in the military and DARPA 
and, and things of that nature, how this world operates. Right. The scientific group that I'm involved in is we're trying to communicate or understand counter space. And counter space, you would enter where this pen is pointing. If we shrank down 10 to the minus 39, we would breach an opening, the event horizon, where you could enter counter space. Because from counter space, this electromagnetic field and the dielectric, that's where this energy is stemming from. If, if we shrink down and down and down, there's, there's a tiny, tiny hole in, in the fabric of space and time. And on the other side of that hole is counter space or ancient texts talk about heaven, which is uncalculable as far as its size and yeah. its, its density. So this, this small uh, breach that we're creating this electromagnetic field. This is just a small version of, of our giant universe. This is what our whole universe is. This is just a small representation, but you can send signal signals from our dimension into counter space. And then the signaling will come back. Mm. And uh, what's interesting is the vehicle that's used is water. I keep emphasizing that water uh, we, we use a very uh, advanced uh, analog, but it's a it's a water based computer, which mm -hmm. MIT and other the Silicon Valley don't they don't go that route. I don't know if they, they probably don't know how or don't care. But what we're doing is oh, it doesn't it doesn't benefit them from an energetic point of view to use the 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 water based computational devices because that's more representative of what's coming from counter space, I would assume, and they don't want to do that. Right. Correct. So what we're trying to do is we're, we're trying to connect and relate with counter space and identify with counter space using data, uh, water as the medium. Sure. We energize water. And what's coming out of counter space, it programs the water molecule because the water molecule is able to use this triangular vector. And mm -hmm. the water molecule is able to uh, toroidal down and down and down and corkscrew mm -hmm. in a vortex to the counter space opening mm -hmm. water water has that that's why water is bipolar the hydrogen oxygen see this 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 is like the water molecule it's able to spin and corkscrew with the vortex where it gets smaller and smaller and smaller until it reaches counter space and then it's able to extract energy and data from counter space and then reverse corkscrew back and get larger and larger and larger till it hits our dimension. Mm. So water can shrink down and expand because it spins. That's why it's positive on the hydrogen ends and negative on the oxygen end. It's able to rotate. Got That's it. why water is a bipolar molecule. You need that positive and negative end for it to spin and rotate like a rotary engine. Sure. Okay. So, Good old Wankel. Yeah. So what happens is the uh, the data from counter space <laughs> is data that's accepted by organic. Well, water's organic. And what's this planet? It's a water planet. Yeah. So human, animal, and plant cells need water. We need water to, to live for hydration. We need sure. Water is a universal solvent, so water is used to distribute vitamins and minerals. 
it's it's the uh, building block. It ex exists in all three phases in normal earth temperatures, vapor, solid, liquid. So we're getting data using uh, advanced, uh, what, say, water-based computers. That's kind of a crude way of what we're doing. But when the water comes back, it's energized and programmed from counter space. Mm. Then when that water going through this process use, using this technology, the water has energy and data from counter space. Then when that water is introduced into cells, that information is transferred to the cells at an intracellular level. And that's when there's the data download. Well, that we have an interesting question here, uh, Jet, by posed by one of our, our, our listeners. Is this like uh, like fresh water, pure water, or is it like salt water can be used as well? Or can any water be used in this process, or does it have to be going through a filtration process before it can be programmed? Uh, we use it's fresh water. We're okay. using fresh fresh water, uh, and then the water that we use in the system. I'm giving out probably more information than I no, should. No, no, no. You're doing great. But um, the, the fresh water that we're using is clean and purified water. What I mean by that is it's water that's free of fluoride and chlorine, manganese or any kind of... So it's, it's, it's purified water. But then the water, um, there's a technique that uh, I developed years ago and mm -hmm. with some, some other colleagues, it's it's purified water, but we found a way to erase water's memory and have a neutral water molecule before I send it into counter space in the, in, in this process. So the water the water going into counter space has uh, zero memory. It's clear, you know, like a Memorex tape. tape. Yeah. Remember the, the, the Memorex? Yeah. Oh, I just, sorry, I just bumped that with my hand, knocked my assembly off. This is in the lab. I got a better setup than here. Let's see if I can move this over. So, um, get this up here. Magnetic field's getting active here. It's starting to move this around because I usually I don't have it sit, sitting here this long. But um, the the water has its memory erased. It's it's like a, remember in the eighties and nineties the Memorex cassette tape. Yeah, you you purchase to record uh, music or any type of audio. Absolutely. Well, this when we erase the water's memory it's like a clean memorex tape and that's what you want if you're going to record uh, a conversation or music it's better if it's a brand new fresh memorex tape as opposed to taping over and over uh, it, it gets murky this is a crisper signal when the water memory has been erased, erased and we send it into counter space and then come back when the uh, through the water process and then when the water is introduced to a plant cell for example it, it would also work for animal and human then that information is transcribed into your cell hmm. well what's interesting is 
Um, what comes out of counter space when the water process, when we do this technique, what, what's programmed and comes back on water, and I, this might sound hokey, but what comes back is we define it as uh, love, but it's an energy signature that has healing power. So uh, what happens is if a plant, if a plant's uh, not feeling well, the plant's not doing well, when it's exposed to this water through this process, the plant is healed in less than three days. Wow. So the energy signature attached to the water has healing properties. For example, it heals the plant. And what we seem to understand is the water is containing, since water is a liquid crystal, it's containing a song or a vibrational frequency from counter space. Holy and cow. When the plant is exposed to that, then the liquid crystal, the water that has that song ca captured into it, the, um, let me get it focused in the camera here. There we go. The, um, the vibrational tones that came from counter space, when the water comes back, that's vibrating inside the water. The plant absorbs that water and that tonality, that vibration has an internal healing effect inside that plant. Yeah. So not only is the, does the plant perk up uh, and looks uh, beautiful to the eye, we notice that long-term exposure to this kind of water the plant yields three to four times than ordinary water bulk water oh wow so if you have it if it's tomatoes or um, zucchini cucumber the the production of the produce is larger in volume and larger in quality when it's exposed long term to this so there is a connection between counter space and our reality, and it's an electromagnetic vibration that the water molecule is able to capture. Yeah, well, coming out of counter space, whatever it does, it, it has a a healing ability. It has a healing frequency, and it has a frequency that that causes calmness, clarity, and a, a form of peace. It's yeah, hard. it's it's hard. It's it's hard to de describe. So th there's a lot that's going on here. But I think the the world system, the the current scientific community, and the military industrial complex. I don't think the the world that we're living in, the the structure. And I don't know what. what what you call them. I, I, I use the term system engineers, mm -hmm. but I That's don't a good mean, way of putting it. Yeah. I don't mean it in a, in a polite way. I, I, yeah. I think what's happening is the ones that kind of control our reality and, and includes the banking system and government structure and academia, the whole composite system engineers, the, the sciences and the research is not, designed to connect or identify what the heck is in counter space that that we're able to identify that a programs the water in such a manner 
I think the system engineers and the world that we're seeing today is designed to, to disconnect us from what's here at this event horizon in counter space. So the, the power and the entity, whatever's in counter space, that's able to program our water, hmm. marvelous results. We do not publish, uh, and uh, I'm I'm probably making a mistake publicly sharing this, even though it's positive news. I don't think the system engineers want you or I or anyone to to identify or relate or connect to what this pen is pointing to once you breach the event horizon and enter counter space. Because what's in counter space is nothing but life promoting, it's healing, and it's a modality of peace and tranquility because that's what's coming back in the water. Gotcha. There's, not, there's nothing that's coming back in the water that causes stress, disease, or anger. What what come what comes back is is peace, tranquility, and healing. Well, what do you call that? The ancient text when it talks about God being, or you know, uh, love, and so that kind of seems hokey, but th there is something to that. So we I, we can prove it in a lab. Now the next thing is, what do you think happens to humans, plants, or animals if it can regularly access water that has been programmed and coming back from counter space, what do you think would happen to the organic that has regular access to that? It would heal their bodies. It will correct the harmony and the frequency with the very balance of life energy on this earth. And then, you know, realign us with the source creator. And that's something that uh, the powers that be do not want to do because the last thing they need is, is that energy alignment because that completely screws us up, you know, screws them up and, and you know, throws a serious monkey wrench into their designs and plans. Yeah, and I think that's what's going on. So that's that's why I, when I mentioned that we're in a, uh, a spiritual war, that's what I think that the agenda, at the very top, I think when you get down to uh, second, third tier, you have people that are simply employed, they're, they're trying to provide for a family and uh, experience day-to-day -day living. I don't think the PhDs and the secretary and the janitor of all these, I don't think they're in on it at all. Right. They, they just want to raise a family and uh, maybe they feel they're patriotic if they're working for an alphabet agency or of course. One of the dark. It's, it's, it's all about that compartmentalized control. Yeah, compartmental. So it's, I'm not talking about them, but at the very top, I think they know darn well what they're doing, and it's to uh, disconnect us from, and when you shrink down here, from what's in counter space, this, this God, divine, this dynamic energy that's able to program the water that we send in there. Because I think that this counter space would, like you mentioned, I agree, would jeopardize their agenda for controlling humanity. They, yeah. they want us disconnected from source, from right. what, what's in here, that we're able to identify using water. And uh, that's, that's why I think it's a, a warfare. I'm not happy about it whatsoever. And we, we get shut down immediately because I can tell you right now, if 
humanity. And ancient texts show that at one point in time, humanity had access to the, the process where we send water into counter space and back. Yeah. And it, it doesn't matter if, if there's a segment of the audience that doesn't believe me. Uh, I, I don't care. You, you think what you think. I know what we do in the lab. And you're fortunate I'm even uh, mentioning this publicly, even if it is for, for trolls to try to criticize. But the, uh, the water that comes back that's messaged, it has a message. It has a song. Mm-hmm. It's a tonality song that's ricocheting inside the water crystal. When that song or data is translated intracellularly, there's a yeah. healing. There's an anti-aging and healing process. I have reason to believe that reading the ancient text that there was a technology here on earth when it mentions the, the Garden of Eden. Sure. That particular time period. There was technology, and I know what it is, that was established that access counter space and tune the water and as long as you had access to that water human plants and animals there was no aging process or disease because the cells were at ease they were hydrated and they had this tonality song this vibration yeah that healed the cells and there was no aging or disease or distress that actually did happen in ancient times. And I think that that technology was probably removed because of maybe uh, the conscious direction that mankind headed and, and deliberately, I think mankind kind of shot themselves in the foot and detached themselves from counter space. Mm-hmm. So counter space removed the technology that was programming and energizing the water. So I have an idea exactly what that is. Yeah. Uh, and it, it could be somewhat duplicated, but what's interesting, CJ, are you still there? Yeah, CJ. Yes. Okay, I didn't know if, if you fell asleep yet, or, or no, no, no. Captivating. No, my here. my siesta is at twelve thirty. <laughs> okay, usually at twelve thirty. Well, that's okay. So that's lunch. after the show. Good. <laughs> um, well, what's what's interesting is the the song or the frequency. When the water comes back, yeah. Um, what I've understood is that tone of frequency, mankind is not capable of duplicating. There's only one source. Hmm. And that's counter space. Yeah. That's it's impossible. I, I have I have theories and I, I ran a little math and I thought, you know what? That that makes sense because I'm, I'm trying to, I'm politely trying to tell the audience that something like a God or source absolutely exists. Remember yeah. years ago when you and I talked years ago and you had me on the rogue news and then we developed a relationship over the years, V, I told yeah. you, and, and you believe me, otherwise you would have dismissed me and we didn't, uh, we wouldn't have continued our relationship. But we can prove in the lab that something like a God exists. Oh, 100%. Absolutely. absolutely it's it demonstrable. Yeah. And this is the reason why like, a lot of mainstream scientists deny this, because it, 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 it throws a monkey wrench into their entire paradigm. Yeah, well, yeah. And if you're, if you're getting a paycheck, if you're getting a paycheck and whoever's controlling the funding wants a certain agenda or a certain mindset, if you go against that, then you get fired or you're no longer funded. So 
uh, money, currency is a weapon. It's a tool to get you in line to tote the agenda. And if you step out of line, then you're reprimanded. How? Well, through bankruptcy or sure. you lose you lose tenure, you're fired, you don't get the grant. So uh, in order to do this kind of research, you have to be willing to take a hit financially. That means you're going to be broke. Uh, your, your inventions are going to be sabotaged. It's they don't make it easy. Let no, me, they don't. Put it that way. So uh, when I see that, I'm like, yep, yeah, they they don't want. Unfortunately, they don't want humanity to understand the power in counter space. What comes out of power counter space or develop the technology? What if everyone had access to this energized coated water? Well, not only uh, would you have better health, same thing with animals. It could be it could be uh, chickens, it could be turtles, it could be dogs or cats, uh, plants. Any organic on earth that had regular access to this, you would have completely different health boundaries. Sure. But even more than that, here, this might... Uh, <clears throat> I don't know how you'll process this, what I'm about to say. Do you do you know that if you had access to this water going through this process, that your actual thinking process changes? I mean, if you're able to energetically at a cellular and subatomic level, you know, sub-subatomic level um, effect the very frequencies, which is basically the rudimentary foundation, the scaffolding upon it, on which everything else as a human system is built upon, then yes, I think, yeah, your, 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 your complete thinking would be rewired. Your neural, your, the way that the, your neurons and axons would fire, I'm sure will be completely altered by having something like this. Okay. So, so what if I told you that if you had regular access to this water, then that water affecting your thinking process, your neural network, the your blood, because mm -hmm. your blood's consistent of water. Yep. That you would have a form of clarity and you would have ability to have insight that's off planetary because the water was off planetary. Mm. You you would have access to insight. And this is all. This is water. This isn't like uh, ayahuasca or LSD or yeah, which is just hallucinogenic. That's all it is. It, yeah, it's a hallucinogenic. But this pure hallucinogen. So, what happens is if if all of society, humans and plants, had a regular access to this, you'd have a completely different structure here on Earth. You'd have a, a structure of clarity and thinking. Yep. More in touch with the. Uh, the spiritual uh, energetic counter space. Yeah. You would have a, a vibration at a cellular level of causing no harm. So, mm. so one of maybe cooperation, uh, more, more loving. So I think what happens is the ancient texts mentioned mankind had access to this at one point in time, lost it. And in the future, the prospect is that mankind will get back. Uh, to having access to this water, because if a human plant and animal has consistent access to this, you're connected. 
as one, you're connected in counter space, that music or data, that song is translated into your cells, you act accordingly. And I think the powers to be, the uh, system engineers understand that we're sensitive to electromagnetic frequencies. So they always have mankind in a state of agitation. Always. The, the news is always negative. Uh, the economy is going to collapse uh, any minute. War, reports of wars, rumors of wars. It keeps mankind always on the edge, always agitated. Uh, they always flame racial tensions to be suspicious uh, of our neighbors. Uh, Ford versus Chevy, Roe versus Wade, to where we're in an agitated state. Then we have our cells in a state of disease, and we, we can't uh, cooperate. We can't have clarity of thought. We're, we're low in energy because this is a, a vibration that works against the human design. And yeah. You have a, a global population that's easier to control. Jet, Jet, real quick, though, in, in terms of the physical sense versus uh, the, the conscious level and so forth, I, I, I don't think that they operate on the same plane, though. I, I don't I think in the physical sense of what we are materially here right now uh, doesn't blur between the conscious level. I, I don't think that I, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but I, I think it's quite different in, in regards to what that is in reaching that higher level of consciousness and why people are able to do so utilizing um, um, magic mushrooms and microdosing and so forth is because it, it elevates outside of the physical sense of what we are in this, this body that we call a human. I don't think we're intended to live forever. I, I in, in terms of our physical shell, I don't, I don't I mean, I, nor, nor would I probably want to. I, I, I want to live forever. Like Jared Kushner, CJ. <laughs> <laughs> am I am I wrong, Jet? I mean, you see what I'm saying? I don't. I mean, I don't. Well, a couple things. One is, if, if I mean, in terms of our cell and our human healing, I mean, it, the the cycle of life and death is it was existed for years. I don't yeah. think we've ever been to the point that it's been someone lived forever. So I don't. I don't think that should be the goal versus understanding that spiritually that there is something more higher level consciousness versus the physical sense that we are here today. That we are more. We could hit by a car. We could you know, and, and cancer, you know, all this stuff. And maybe I shouldn't use cancer because that's something that, that, you know, Gabri, but if you have an accident or so forth and you, and you, you die, there's nothing you can do about that other than having confidence that there's, there's something else out there that exists for us. I think, I think uh, Jet's probably, Jet, are you referring just to the health benefits of having something like this? Because I mean, I for one would like to lift it at least to a hundred and uh, quietly and peaceably, maybe 125. Maybe 150, and then quietly and peaceably. Well, my dad's 90, and he's miserable. I mean, he, he that's what I'm saying. It's like it's like I'd rather have mean, the quality of life. You know what I'm mean, saying? Yeah, so, I mean, it's not going to be. Quietly. Death is inevitable. It's something we all have to face. And, and I, CJ, I told you, I mean, I'm working with Jared Kushner, <laughs> and we're going to figure out how. And, to And I don't forever. think that you fear death. I don't think that in terms of whenever you reach that level of of of, of spirituality, in terms of understanding more, I don't think that you fear death. And maybe I'm a little bit numb to death because of losing. Uh, people so unexpectedly in my life, but I'm I'm just I'm, I don't fear death one bit at all. Other than other than missing my loved ones, that's about it. CJ, I'm gonna upload myself to the Google Cloud, so you'll never miss me. <laughs> <laughs> Jet, uh, you want to you want to uh, shed light onto that? You, you, you're referring to just the overall health benefits of it, or like uh, you want to extrapolate a little bit? Go ahead, Jet. 
Okay, well, uh, <clears throat> CJ, what I was re referring to, I guess the best way to put this, if if you use uh, script scriptural references, it talked about a time when, uh, if it mentioned you mentioned the condition of the Garden of Eden, mm -hmm. and. Uh, in that condition, there was no sickness, aging, or death, mm -hmm. is, what, is what the uh, scriptural storyline mentions. Then it, it shows that there was a, a, a breach of confidence and trust in the relationship with what it's referring to as, as God's source or the divine. And because of uh, the action of Adam and Eve, when that relationship was, was damaged, they were barred from the Garden of Eden. Yeah. And sickness, aging, and, and death pursued. All I'm saying, CJ, is I think based on the, the research that I've been involved in for years, in field theory science, in working with water, we've been able to figure out that a condition described in the ancient text, such as the Garden of Eden, absolutely is possible we know how it works now yeah. your question is well i don't want to put words in your, your in your mouth well no 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 and no no i'll let you but what, what i'm going to say is just i mean i i don't think science can explain it and that's what makes uh spirituality and and religion because we operate in, in this human level that we want answers we feel that we can come up with an answer for everything but where we're going spiritually in terms of you know if you believe in heaven and everything you you sometimes it's difficult to put a data point on that like is it looking at it from a science level uh, i i hope that makes sense because we are always searching for answers we want answers that's in our dna that makes us human to want that and hence why i think science is always chasing after those questions that sometimes can't be answered i mean why would jesus have allowed himself to be crucified if he didn't understand that there was something much more than the physical sense of where he was going to be able to connect with us. I mean, does does that make sense, Chet? Yes, I, I understand what you're saying. Um, I, I guess uh, let's, uh, I wonder if I'm making my end, my point clear is, or one thing I'm trying to say is if, if the scriptures mention the, the, the concept of the Garden of Eden and living yeah. there, whether uh, I'm just saying from a scientifically standpoint, I don't think that's hogwash. We seem to indicate through our research that that is seems to be highly accurate. Sure. Not, not just a, a wise tale, because a lot of people think that that's an allegory, a storyline, or that, uh, you know, hogwash. And I'm, but we're, we're, in our studies, we're like, no. We're starting to see at least the science behind it that yes, that actually could have been possible where they were ex existing hundreds and hundreds of years, uh, age free and disease free. That's, that's I, mean, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of uh, various um, religious texts from um, the, the biblical text and that we read in Genesis, which was attributed to Moses. Um, plays off the motto that's been or the um it plays off the uh the the concepts that were in existence to the ancient people of that time 
and the entire effect of Adam being in the garden is a symbolic, <clears throat> excuse me, is a symbolic uh, um, uh, gesture of similar to an idol being placed inside of a temple, so to speak, right? So um, a lot of the ancient uh, uh, people understood that. And of course, they all, the ancient texts also spoke about that there was this paradise in existence and then a fall occurred. And we also know there's a lot of evidentiary evidence that has come out that correlates to uh, ancient civilizations that have existed here on Earth prior to humankind, prior to uh, Adam and Eve popping up. I'm, you know, I, for one, am, am a believer in what some theologians dub the gap theory, which we see in the text Genesis 1.1. And so what basically what you're saying, Jed, if, just to be clear here, that there was, then there you could prove scientifically there was a point in human history where there was this paradise here on earth where things were linked up and connected. And let's be honest here, what miracles are is just high physics that we don't understand as of yet. Right. And that some point, a severing between that source power and humanity occurred and humanity dropped off, which the Bible, the Sumerian texts, various other texts and literature, a lot of the ancient texts are calling the fall. And, and how we colloquially know it as the fall or paradise lost. This this advent, this event occurred, and that is what you're saying, that you could show that this occurred prior. Uh, uh, I mean, that the, 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 there was a point in existence where humanity was so in tune that the story of Adam and Eve is not something, or the first humans uh, to be on Earth is not something to be lightly tossed out into the dustbin as a, as a fanciful story, but there's some demonstrable scientific theory behind it. Is that correct, from what I'm saying? Yes, and then uh, the other question I'll propose to you and CJ, this this is, remember, this is, uh, we're having a, I'm very happy that we're having a, a polite conversation, yeah. and, and the outer limits and the, the d discussions we have on your Discord, the Rogue News Discord channel, this is to stimulate higher thinking, mm -hmm. a, a dialogue. I think it's very healthy to expand the mind as opposed to, you know, just talking about sports or, you know, what, what the dollar's doing. But uh, the, the same ancient texts are indicating that there's a potential <clears throat> in the future timeline where the conditions or technologies could be brought back to mankind that once existed. And I'm just saying, CJ, scientifically, uh, understanding this possibility, when I read those texts, I'm just saying in, in the lab and our discoveries, we're convinced, oh, oh boy, um, I think it can be done. I don't think it's hogwash. I think... We know the premise of how this works. Interesting. If it did exist before an ancient past, and then it was removed, paradise lost, but paradise I mean, restored or gained. I'm just trying to mention CJ from a scientific standpoint. We're starting to understand this, and if you ask, ask us privately, I would say, yeah, I think 
if these technologies, who and what design are responsible for these technologies, if they bring it back, we literally could be in a situation where the human body could keep regenerating itself. So can the earth where you don't have the uh, aging or disease process. That to me is, is mind blowing, but what would it be like if that happened? It wouldn't be a society like today. No, it would have to be a transformative thing. This is why yeah. like every ancient text, especially in the, in the new Testament and, and whatnot are talking about a redemptive point uh, for humanity. If there's a fall and, and the desire of the creators to bring back humanity uh, to the redemption, to, to bring him back to paradise before paradise was lost, there has to be a redemption. And that redemption is a, is a, is a, is a, uh, a future event in which there, something has to happen where we cannot go there in our current state, in our fallen physical bodies that have, you know, I mean, God forbid, how many generations has it been on this planet of humans, of modern-day humans, quote-unquote, how many millions of years have passed by, quote-unquote, modern-day humans. Uh, we all know that with every generation, the copy of DNA gets weaker and weaker. It's like transcribing an audio tape from one audio cassette to another. By the yeah. time you get to the hundredth mixtape, it don't sound so good. It's not exactly the same, you know? Um, so it, there has to be a deliverance from the very law of thermodynamics of order of things going from order to disorder of things wearing out as, as scripture says, like a garment, right? So that process, that death and decay process has to be done away with first. And in order to be plugged back into, again, this, this, you, you mentioned water, Gilbert Nowak in the chat said it best. He showed me a river of pure water of life, clear as crystal out of the throne of God. There's always in ancient scriptures, this, this haul back to the water of life. You know, Christ yeah. says he's the water of life. You know, it, it, what does that mean? You know, now we're starting to understand there's a scientific, everything that is being said, there's multiple layers of meaning. There's every symbol, just like, like the occult is a, it just simply means hidden. And, and, right. and the, and the, those that are in the occult, those that are in the esoteric understand that one symbol can have multiple layers of meaning. To the layman, it means one thing. To the high priest, it means not one thing. But to the highest of the highest of the high priests, it's the true meaning of what it is. You ask an average Egyptian, Ra, he worships Ra. He, the, the, what is Ra? Ra is the sun. But you ask the high priest of the high priest, he will tell you Ra is not the sun. It's the dog star Sirius. So there's that, there's that aspect to it that, that's at work over here as well, Chad. It's, it's incredible. And yet, I'm not discounting or discrediting the, the science at all. I mean, I apply, applaud all the efforts of science to try to make sense of this world that we live in, right? I, I truly I truly do. So, um, you know, keep up everything that you're sharing. It, it truly is very enlightening. I know I enjoy it, learning about it. I know our audience does as well. So, yeah. You, you, right. And I'm, I'm, I'm thinking because uh, the older I get as a scientist and with the more research – I'm, I'm realizing that there really isn't a difference between uh, true, genuine, honest science and spirituality. They're connected because to me, Absolutely. as a scientist, I'm just, I'm learning every day more and more of how life works, but then that it's fueled or energized by an intelligence that uh, is emitting uh, frequencies of 
love, kindness, uh, healing, calmness. Yeah. And I know that the, the current state of mankind, we don't have those vibrations on earth. It seems to be uh, a complete opposite, 180 degree opposite direction, which uh, is not logical to me, but I'm starting to realize that uh, individually there's a lot of responsibility but power that we have where we can choose what type of electromagnetic input we receive and respond to so as i'm getting older i'm getting less and less connected to this plastic and leather world sure i'm, I'm disconnecting i'm spending more time in nature uh, meditating uh, what what i uh, eat and drink. And I think a lot of this listening audience is probably on the same page. And uh, I, I'm just not interested. I don't mean to hurt anyone's feelings, but I'm just not interested in what my retirement's going to look like or uh, what type of home I have. I, I don't, I don't care about that anymore. I haven't for years and every week, every month that goes by, I'm getting um, simpler in my uh, life as long as I have uh, clothing that, that's in good working order. I'm perfectly content and happy. I, I, I love being out in nature and working in, in the garden and w watching animals. So I don't know if I'm turning into an old fart <laughs> or, or I'm just uh, being more tuned. And, and I think if we can get a group or a community that gets more and more tuned and less uh, chasing plastic and leather, I think that would be a very healthy community. And I, I think now more than ever, we need to associate and be in these like-minded communities. Very well said. If, if, if the rest of the world's going to hell in a handbasket, I have serenity and peace by associating with individuals that seem to be on the same mindset or maybe same spiritual journey. Sure. But um, I, I, was, I was hoping that uh, by showing this illustration, kind of giving you a clue of what we're doing in the lab, I think this is very real. I think no, it's massive, man. I, I thoroughly um, like see what you're saying. It, it made a lot of connections uh, for me in the sense of, you know, I've, I've always been into the, uh, the esoteric uh, for a long time because the those who are in the esoteric have the bastardized version of what reality and truth is. And it's a cheap knockoff and a copy of what the creator has built, what God has created. So this fills in a lot of the black holes, especially the, when you started breaking down the, the Torrid uh, donut, so to speak of the black hole, the owl, the Lotus blossom, the Celtic tri Trinity symbol, all these things are connected. How that is this, this electromagnetic frequency that we're seeing in real time is the way that DNA is programmed. This is huge. This is going to uh, build off of more. And, and Jet, we're looking forward to our next broadcast where we dive deeper into this. We're looking forward to that. And folks, we have Harley Schlanger on next, so don't go nowhere. Jet, thank you so much for being oh, on. I want you to continue this, get delve deeper into this Okay. in their next outer limits. So folks, he's the scientist at large. Find him right here on the outer limits. RogueNews.com. CJ, take it away.